Hello everyone, welcome back to Bar Buddies. I'm your host, Jen Noga. Today we are here with Jordan, AKA Bladen. Um, you can introduce yourself, give your name, date of birth, social security number, last three digits on the back of your credit card, whatever identity stealing information you'd like to give. The floor is yeah. yours. Um, yeah, I'm Jordan. Um, I make music under the name Belated. Um, social security. Uh, is something that I keep very close to myself. Um, that's that's really all, <laughs> all I'm willing to give up right now. All right. I don't even think I have my social security number memorized. I should, though, but I don't. I, I definitely do at this point just because I feel like I had so many jobs when I was, like, a teenager and stuff that it really hammered it in for me. Yeah. So my, my first question that I ask everybody is, what is your favorite 90s bop? Oof. I like I feel like I never really think about the 90s. I think of like the 80s. I think of the early 2000s. I'll take, I'll take late 80s, but early 2000s. 90s, I feel like I'm just going to look up 90s hits and see... Which one resonates with me the most? That's fair. Um, you know what? Let's go. Let's go with Mbop. Mbop by Hanson. Very solid course, choice. Of course. Yes. So. Well, I I had uh three sisters. Uh, well, I still have three sisters, <laughs> but one of them was like is like um, I guess like maybe twelve years older than me, and like she was just so into like Hanson and like. Uh, the Moffats, I think, was another one she really liked. She was just so into, like, boy bands and, and all that. So definitely familiar with Mbop. Those were the, the precursors to the Jonas Brothers and One Directions of totally my generation. <laughs> How old are you, by the way? I'm 25. 25? I just turned 22, yeah. so I got to... Nice. I always, I always have to ask because I'm always curious. So how long have you been making music? Um, it's like, you know, there's been some kind of gaps. Uh, the first time I ever, I think recorded like anything was maybe like seventh grade. Um, and then like the first time I ever sang in front of people might've been like sixth grade. So I'd say around that time is when I started really getting interested in like being an artist. Um, and then more aggressively kind of toward the end of high school. So so like I graduated in 2014 from high school um, and then immediately was like in a pop punk band um, trying to do that whole thing and it maybe did that for two years, started belated, took a break, went to college and stuff, got a real job, was like, ah, I miss music a lot and now we're, we're back to it. So, so, so I guess like definitely, you know, more than half my life at this point. So you said you went to college. What did you, what did you study? <laughs> Public relations. That's what I'm I studying. Like, okay. Well, definitely different strokes for different folks. For me, I'm just like, this is not what I thought it would be. Like, I, I honestly really wanted to do advertising, at least when I was like deciding on a major. And the school I ended up going to, Virginia Tech, didn't offer that. So I was like, all right, well, PR is like the next best thing. But 
yeah, I just didn't like, it doesn't really align with like who I am. I, I kind of quickly found out. Yeah, I um. So I no longer go to college. I made it about three and a half years in before I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not vibing. And I was a yeah. PR major. May may my okay. PR books I'm kind of glad that that you're not going anymore because <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, PR, and you're like, oh, I, I thought you said I'm studying that. I did study, and then I also had a criminology major on top, of, so I was double majoring in criminology and public relations. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, and I was like, you know what? I don't think school's for me anymore. So I totally get that. I went to community college first um, because I really wanted to do the band thing. I didn't want to commit to a four year right out of high school. So I ended up doing like three years at community college, like took a semester off to just work front desk at a tattoo shop. And then eventually went to a four year, got my degree. And now I kind of want nothing to do with my degree. So most people just get degrees. They just get degrees to say that they have degrees so they can get jobs. And then, yeah. Which, I mean, that's that's just how it's always worked, you know, capitalism and whatnot, so. It's very difficult. I'm on the, I'm still on the job hunt. I actually have a job interview right after this, so I'm really excited. But, oh, sick. But um, it's really hard to find people that'll hire you if you don't have a bachelor's degree. And I was like, but I can't, I can't do school anymore. Like, it's going to be a waste yeah. of time and money and effort. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, there's definitely still, I'm sure, some places where you can get in, you know, entry level and just kind of work your way up. I mean, in the end, it's like if if it's all going to be specific to whatever company you're working at, then, you know, you're kind of going to have to start entry level anyway. So and and learn everything, you know, from the start. So, yeah. So why did you start Belated as like a project? Um, I started Belated when my um, pop punk band was like very clearly like on its way out. Um, I was like the youngest member by like, I think maybe three years or something. Like they were all kind of more toward the end of college when I was like kind of just starting like community college. Um, and so, you know, like they were getting, some of, some of the guys in my band were like engineers. And so they're like, hey, yeah, I'm not gonna like, you know, not make uh, six figures so that I can, you know, ride around in this van playing to 12 kids in like these random towns. Um, So I knew it was like on the way out and I knew that I still wanted to do music. I mean, I had known from a pretty young age, honestly, that I wanted to make music and even kind of more specifically like alternative music. Um, cause I just grew up listening to a lot of like pop punk. Um, and so I just knew that I wasn't done making music and I ended up reaching out to, um, a friend that was in another band that we would play shows with and asked if he would join me. Um, because I just didn't, I didn't want it to be like a solo project and, uh, I don't really play a lot of like instruments. I play guitar, but it, like it's more of a songwriting tool for me than like something that I'm like really good at or, or, you know, want to be really good at. Um, so I asked him to join me and, and we did that. We put out, um, an EP. We did like, I think kind of one like mini tour played a few shows outside of that. 
And then that's when um, we just decided to take a break. We were living in different towns eventually. Um, and so it was just like hard um, to make it work. But so, yeah, we took a break and, and I went to college and now it is a solo project. So you mentioned like you wanted to make like alternative music. Like what are some of your who are some of your influences? Um, like earliest one, I'd say probably like my one of my first favorite bands was MXPX um, because they were like I was raised Christian um, and so like, that's, I'm not anymore, but that was, that obviously dictated a lot of what I was allowed to listen to like growing up. And so MXPX was like a Christian pop punk band, um, on tooth and nail, which I think was a Christian label. And then I got into like dashboard confessional a lot. Newfound glory was like my favorite band. Um, you know, I got into like taking back Sunday, um, reliant K. So just like a lot of these, uh, yeah, like that era kind of pop punk, um, just from a really young age, I was listening to that. Are they still like influences for your music or do you have like newer influences? Definitely have a lot of newer influences. Um, I, I still like I, I talk about Dashboard Confessional, Newfound Glory. Um, the format is probably my favorite band like ever, but I found them kind of later. But those bands, I they're they're kind of more like traditional bands, you know, like they were were playing at a time where pop punk could like be on the radio and stuff and you could get um you know, like major label record deals. So I think of them as being like, they're definitely still influences, but everything, the landscape has just changed so much that like, I, I have to definitely draw influences both like musically and like, um, you know, from a like branding or, or whatever standpoint, because, you know, it, it is so different. Um, but I definitely still draw a lot of, you know, musical and, and lyrical and, um, storytelling like from those those like early influences yeah okay i'm gonna pause real quick i'm gonna open up my window because it's hot as hell in here for some reason go for it oh it's only 40 degrees out that's that's a warm a warm summer day i'm gonna (laughs) move this around real quick I have, I have this thing called POTS, right? It's Pasio orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And sometimes it causes me to, like, fall over or, like, pass out. So I would like to prevent that. So I'm just going to, like, shift everything this way. And hopefully I don't break anything in the process. But I will ask you a question, and then I will mute my microphone while I move things around. Gotcha. No worries. Okay. So... How has your life changed since you started making music? Um, I mean, at this point, it hasn't changed too much, um, like, about my life. But I just think it's cool how, like, um, even though I took gaps, how consistent it's kind of been throughout my life, especially in the sense of any time I go through 
anything like, you know, kind of traumatic or, um, you know, just something that really like shakes me up. It's still like, like I know at the time as I'm going through, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about this. Like, um, so I would say like, yeah, it hasn't changed too much about my life, especially, um, you know, just because I'm still very much like on my way up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been something that's, you know, been so consistent and reliable, uh, throughout my life. Would you believe me if I say this is the first time this has literally ever happened? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I've like, I've had to do this mid interview. Oh, <laughs> this is the first time no it's ever happened. And I'm like, and I've done, oh, I don't know, 20 of these. So damn. Yeah, yeah I know. It's what a, so well, I got I'm, those six I'm ups. thrilled to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. You're along for the journey. <laughs> yeah. So I have not made a lot of new friends since I've left college. So I Googled what questions you're supposed to ask like new people. I like that. Um, yeah. You know, to get to know them better. So the one that I really liked the most was if you were to teach a class on anything, and I mean like it could literally be anything, what would it be and why? That's tough. Um, it's hard to feel like you're really an expert on anything. But I guess I guess if I had to, you know, gun to my head, I have to say something. Um, as you're doing right now through the Zoom. Is, I mean, you can think about it. You can take a moment and think about it. <laughs> I'm sure that makes for great content. <laughs> Um, I mean, I feel like I would maybe have to say like early 2010s, like pop punk or like alternative music. Like I was obsessed in high school with becoming like a, a part of that scene, like, you know, alternative press, like, you know, that's the magazine. And then you got all the little independent labels the hopelesses, the fearlesses, um, you know, all those. And so I was just like, so, uh, just like interested in, in that world. Um, you know, I was really obsessed with a lot of the bands and then I was interested in, you know, what bands on this label and, and all that. Um, so, I mean, hopefully if I can, you know, if I re like retained any of that information, I feel like I could probably, still teach a class. I'm not sure who would take it. I'm not sure what purpose it would serve. But if somebody was like, you know, you remember this, this band from 2012 or whatever, they put out this, you know, maybe they just put out one EP. I feel like I could maybe still get it. So. I think that's actually really cool. Were you an all time low type of kid? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I loved all time low. Okay. This what one. about you? What what would you te teach a class on? You know, um, I I haven't really thought about it, but if I had to do it gun to my head like you're doing over the Zoom, um, yes. I would probably take like teach a class on faking it till you make it because I'm really, really good at faking it and I haven't made it yet. So maybe maybe that'll produce some results. 
I would love to know what that curic- curriculum is like. Um, it's how to um, send, it's mostly just sending, how to send emails to make you sound more professional than you probably are. <laughs> Because that, I mean, that's that feels like all you're doing when you're applying to jobs and stuff. You know, you're just like hyping yourself up, making things sound as good as they can, even if you know they're like nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when I. So that's that's a valuable class. When when I email people for bar buddies and I go, you know, here's all my credentials. But I leave I leave out the fact that I'm in I'm not in college anymore. And I go, you know, and here's my here's my official looking website. But then, like, if you look at my life on like on like Twitter or TikTok or whatever, it's like a mess. And I'm very open about like my life sometimes just being a mess. But I mean, you know, we're we're all putting on some sort of facade with oh, social yeah. media and everything, so it's all the same. Yeah. Well, I still have anxiety speaking on the actual telephone, so. I got a, I had to return a phone call last night and I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. My mom's busy. So I can't ask her to hold my hand while I do this. And I was like shaking for like two hours after I returned the phone call and I had to pitch bar buddies like in person. And I was like, I've never had to do that before over it. Suddenly every truck has decided to pass by my street. But not and none of them with the package. None of them with the package. Damn. Damn. Okay, let me grab my my questions. Okay. So, da 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 da. How has been making music during COVID? Like, how is how is that? What's that like? Yeah. Um. Well, for me, I recorded uh, my EP in June of 2020 so during covid and everything um i mean honestly for that like for me it was really simple just like i was living in dc and i drove to richmond uh where my producer for the cp will beasley um has a studio and it was pretty much just like me and him like most of the time in there and, uh, you know, we, we didn't really have to take too many, like, precautions or, or change up anything too much because it was just, like, the two of us. Um, and I slept there for, like, 10 days. And, yeah, so in that sense, it was really easy. Um, but, I mean, you know, there's definitely, like, other things that are limited, like, um, you know, like music videos, like, um, you know, it's just, like, kind of weird being around like if you're around other people and you're not wearing a mask because like you have to be like you know singing um that that's been like difficult and writing finding things to write about right now is like you know just like oh my god like I'm not doing anything all day I'm not having any like experiences to write about you know no matter how they make me feel like I'm just not really I'm just kind of existing right now so in that sense, it's been really hard, I think, making music, just like finding the topics or, you know, experiences that motivate you to write. So have you played, I know some people are going back and they're like playing gigs again. Have you played any gigs so far? No, I like, honestly, since I 
um, graduated college, which was 2019, I played one show in, um, I think it was October of that same year of 2019. I played like this one show and, and it went really well. And I was like, I'm going to get back into music. I'm going to take it super serious. Um, so I did that one. And then, um, that like, you know, COVID started like not super long after that. It was like March. Um, and I played a, a live stream, um, show that common ground collective set up. And that's, that's really been it. Um, you know, just, I, I just put out my first single since coming back. So, you know, it's not like there's been kind of anyone like waiting for me to, to play a show or, or I'd even have any like songs to play right now. At least, you know, I just have the one released right now. Um, so yeah, it hasn't really been like a, a point that I really needed to hit so far but definitely like you know when when this ep comes out i'm definitely going to want to start playing shows um just hope hoping it all you know ends sooner rather than later and, and everybody's vaccinated and and stuff can happen again so if you could describe your ep in a couple of words what would it be like how would you describe it hmm I think catchy, that's really the thing that I care the most about when writing. So I just, I, I hope people do find it catchy. Um, I feel it is. So I would say catchy. I would say, um, I guess like optimistic, even though some of it doesn't sound like it. I think the overall tone is like, you know, everything's going to be all right, maybe. Um, so I would say catchy. Uh, I would say semi-optimistic. And I would say, um, I definitely have not <laughs> thought about this question at all. Um Maybe, maybe kind of angsty. I'll say it's kind of angsty, and I think I want to kind of move away from being angsty, but I, I guess I felt like 20, 24 when I recorded, 25 now. I guess I feel like that was my last kind of angst hurrah, so hopefully, um, yeah, I guess I tone that down a little bit moving forward. No more, no more angst, although sometimes a good, a good angst is required. I know, but I got to leave that to the youngins. <laughs> I'm, I'm aging out of angst see i when i say that i was like i'm closer to being 25 and on my way out than i am being like enjoying my early 20s am i no you're very much still early 20s I know. i'm an old man now do you fall how how quickly do you fall asleep when you watch movies that because that's the truth that, i'm just kind of that's like an anomaly for me i I don't do that because I have a hard time like falling asleep kind of anytime. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty locked in on whatever's on TV. <laughs> my, I have my friend who is 27. He falls asleep. Like at the beginning of quarantine, we started watching movies like pretty regularly. 
and he would consistently fall asleep like a half hour to like 40 minutes in and I would be the one that would like finish the movie and half the time they were psychological thrillers which I don't really like because I don't understand Mm -hmm. them and so I'd be like he'd be like don't google the plot and then as soon as I see that he's asleep I'm like googling the plot so I can figure out what's going on and then I play games on my phone so Brian if you're listening to this I'm very sorry that I played games on my phone the entire time I wonder if I can put this. In. I mean, that could have that could have been something that he was always doing, though, right? That's not necessarily a yeah. just because he's twenty seven thing. But it's it's really fun to make fun of him for being old, even though he's as old as the Lion King. And I said, but the Lion King is cool, so so anything that's twenty seven can be cool. Yeah, potentially, potentially, as long as you're not him. <laughs> and I say that with love. But do you have okay? So since I talked about The Lion King, did you ever, do you have, like, a, a go-to, like, Disney movie when you were younger? Hmm. Man. <laughs> I feel like this is another thing where I feel like I need to see them all, like, in front of me. The one that, like, came to my head the quickest was, like, um... Snow White, because I think I thought the some of the dwarfs were kind of funny. Um, and then also I feel like Dumbo, because, like, my – I don't want to throw my whole family under the bus. Oh, nice. I don't want to throw my whole family under the bus, but definitely some members of my family, probably, like, my sisters, would tease me about my ears being big, and they would call me Dumbo. Oh, no. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is awful. But I feel like I did grow kind of, you know, a fondness for this character. So my little brother, my little brother had the, he had really, really big ears when he was little, and he kind of grew into them. I don't think we've ever made fun of him for it, um, because it's like a very common trait. Better than my family. Very common. Oh, I make fun of him for lots of other things. Just, you know, (laughs) he can't change the fact that his ears are huge. Exactly. But um, none of us can. Yeah, Dumbo. Dumbo was his go-to. Mine right now, as an adult, is like my go-to like depression movie is Ratatouille. So I don't know why. That's a great one. I was thinking super classic Disney. I, <laughs> I don't mean, know why. But also, That's just I'll, where do, my head went. I'll do Aristocats, 101 Dalmatians. Those are another two that I I frequent. Aristocats was a great one. I remember that. that Although one very like. Racially insensitive. Yeah. Um, if you if you think about it now, but at least that one that one scene, yeah. Yeah. But they put a nice little unskippable graphic about how, you know, rather than um what's the phrase? Rather than shy away from it, we've you know, this is why it's wrong. If you'd like to learn more, go to this website. Yeah. Is that how it is when you watch it on like Disney Plus? Yeah. It's this big gray screen unskippable thing and it'll be like this ad will be over in fifteen seconds, which isn't enough time for me to read the whole thing because I got ADHD. So they did cut the scene out. No, they didn't. It's still in. Oh, huh. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. Well, also because it's the best musical number in that whole movie. And I'll I'll die by that. That's the hill I'll die on. I don't even remember the the songs. It's Everybody long. wants to be a cat. Oh, yeah! I need a refresher. Oh, I can't sing, but it goes. Everybody wants to be a cat because the cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and then um, there's some other words that I don't quite remember. I remember the melody, but we have an outdoor cat 
named George, and sometimes we call him O'Malley based on that movie. Who was was O'Malley? Uh, was he like a big orange cat? In the movie? Yes, he was. Okay, nice, nice, nice. It's all coming back to I, you. I can see it. Yeah, for sure. So, are you drinking? Are you drinking alk or are you drinking tea or something? Um, I am drinking ginger ale in the Tears of My Enemies mug. Nice. So nice, nice, nice. I technically should not be having alk with the amount of medications that I'm on. Um, cause I have a four day I get that. pill minder, but I like to pretend that it's alk. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got a very, nice. very small window, especially at the beginning of quarantine where I was like, haha, I'm at home and I can drink alcohol. And I was like, this is boring if I'm by myself. Yeah. I mean, I, I shouldn't drink it. It makes me feel awful almost all the time, but you know, sometimes nice little treat. Yeah. You got to treat yourself. It's, this is a Imperial Turkish coffee stout, so hmm. I feel like, oh, it's just coffee. It isn't even beer. There you go. I um, But it's very much beer. I have celiac, so I can't have gluten, which, like, severely, like, diminishes anything that I yeah. can have. But Well, you can have, like, claws. Yes. You can have ciders. I do love, I like the claw, I like the liquor. cider. My go-to drink is a Dirty Shirley, which is just a Shirley Temple with vodka in it. And that is, nice. that's my go-to. What is your go-to drink? Um, Definitely depends on what I'm feeling, but I love a gin and tonic. I love, uh, I like stouts, I think, more than any other style of beer, but I'll pretty much drink anything. I like red wine. Um, I like whiskey. I guess I, I guess I'm, I just like alcohol. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, to a point. Well, yeah. There's nothing. There's, there's liking alcohol, and then there's being an alcoholic. Yeah. And you don't give me walking that line. Yeah, you don't give me an alcoholic vibe. So. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> so, is there a? specific track on your EP that like means the most to you or has like a story behind it? Um, so I'm not sure how much I'm like, I haven't announced, um, even the EP yet. So well, this I don't really be, know this, what this can wait until after you're, you make the announcement. Okay. I'm not sure how soon that will be. But I'll give I'll try to give like the best answer I can. Okay. You know, that doesn't get too into uh into things. So there's only one song on the EP that um wasn't written like this um, you know, iteration or whatever of belated. One of the songs from my original EP um I did re-record for this one. And it's like, you know, it sounds totally different. Um but, I mean, that one was personal to me at the time. You know, obviously now it's kind of weird because, like, the person I wrote it about, like, I just haven't thought about them in, like, so many years. Um, but, you know, there was a time when it when it was something that resonated with me. And then the rest of them are all kind of um, centered. I mean, a lot of, at least a couple of them are about, you know, the same situation which was just, um, you know, a long-term relationship I had that came to an end and 
and I, you know, felt like I really needed to write um, about it to process it. Um, but I would say the one song that is my favorite uh, is called Better Things. And um, I just shot a music video for that, uh, I guess, a couple weeks ago now. Um, and so, yeah, that that's my favorite one. And that will be the next single. So hopefully the timing isn't too off between when I say this and when it is announced. Well, when it's announced, I'll probably get an email about it and then I'll be like, da 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 da. I'll press some buttons and then I'll be like, it's set to go. Because nice, nice, I, nice. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say lazy by nature, but if I can put off editing anything until the last possible moment, I will. And I have. Of course, of course, of course. Because it's a behemoth, you know? And yeah. Sometimes it's just, you just don't want to. Ones that have gone on to be huge and super successful. So, you know, everybody starts somewhere. All right. Unless there's anything else you want to add, as they say at the end of Hot Ones, you've completed, you've completed the interview and you have this camera, this camera, this camera, and you can tell the people what you have going on or anything that you would like to plug. I will say into my single laptop camera, um, just check out Belated on Spotify, um, on YouTube for the music videos. Um, I just put out some merch on bladedmusic.com. That's it. Stream Bad Thoughts. 